how are you not pissed off that it does not actually get to the crux of the issue, which is the systemic problem, okay, of patriarchy, right? Like, there's no... <laughs> but the crux of the issue for them is bitches be bad. But that's not the crux of the issue, there okay? It is for them. <laughs> well, that's a problem. If these were rules made by men, what does it say about men that they made rules to sacrifice themselves for their families? What does it say about men? Why does this girl have no mouth? Oh, she doesn't need to. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about raisin cookies versus chocolate chip cookies. And like, where do you put She's them? a woman. She does not need to speak. Yes, but she, where do you she, put she, the cookie? She knows. Where, the, where you she, cookie? She knows her place. <laughs> the place of the cookie. probably going to be a very shouty episode or at least one in which we'll be very 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 frustrated and uh, annoyed at what we're about to discuss 100 so, yeah. yes so abel dear i thought yeah. i might uh, <laughs> launch this conversation with some random banter because it seems like all the successful podcasts are doing it i don't know to seem relatable or something uh so <laughs> have you had any good pies lately <laughs> Not of the American kind, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like an innocuous enough uh, topic to bring up. Yes, it feels like everything right now, anything you bring up is just so... Everything is a hot potato. No everything matter... is political now. Even the pies. Damn it. Yes. God damn it. I had yes. a good apple pie, though, yesterday. Don't tell me. Don't... I don't want a... this envy in my life. Technically, it was an apple tart. <laughs> <laughs> It was drenched. You move, in, you move in for the tart, yes, I see. It was drenched in vanilla cream as well. So vanilla sauce and Listen, caramel, the visuals so on this. It was drenched, <laughs> I tell you. Drenched. The visuals. Okay. <laughs> and also so slightly crunchy and flaky. Very flaky. Oh, I can do flaky. Mmm, <laughs> 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 speciality. <laughs> so no good pies. No good pies. Oh, damn it. That's, That's okay. This world still has chocolate. I'm still in it. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Are going back to the uh, chocolate episode? Mm, yes. <laughs> What's your? Well, do you have a like a favorite kind of chocolate? We're not sponsored in any way. I'm just asking. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> no I need do. to name names. Just describe the luscious taste. I feel like we're veering into a very interesting direction. <laughs> Are we even talking about chocolate anymore? <laughs> I do have a favorite chocolate, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm off the sugar now. Oh, so, sadness. No, it's just, I just suffer in silence. Oh. Yeah. I just smell other people's chocolate. <laughs> Let me just take a sniff of your chocolate yeah. bar. Yeah, you know how you ask people, like, can I can I have a bite now? Like, I just can I have a sniff. Oh. <laughs> My girlfriend is also like that, but with Coke. Because apparently she's As been... in the drink. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's been all off coke for like... The drink. Again. Okay. Uh, for like, I don't know, she says six years or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she's like, let me just take a sniff. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, it's addictive to some people. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I drink quite a lot of it, so... 
I don't know if I'm addicted. I mean, <laughs> I could quit anytime if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had Coke in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that you've given me some, like <laughs> I haven't had Coke in like five minutes. But like, yeah, it's it's been a while. Just do it. Do you want us to now jump into to the... jump into like less savory topics? Yes, let's jump into the less savory ones, please. Oh. Let's get this over with. It's been just hanging around my neck like a noose. Oh, God damn it. Okay, uh-huh. so okay. let's just start off with how this episode came about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The suffering that we're about to... Uh, unload. Unload here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, as uh, any of the five listeners might remember, <laughs> a while ago, we had the uh, episode uh, on Otto Weininger and yeah. his misogyny index with David and line goes up yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the, the it has one of the highest views uh, currently on the channel so yeah, <laughs> yeah line goes up exactly <laughs> yeah and as I was telling you about the episode uh, I know that you told me oh well uh, if you in any at any point in the future feel like having another dose of uh, patriarchy bashing let me know because for some weird reason, which I'm sure you will tell us more about, <laughs> you've uh, inflicted uh, quite a bit of uh, pain on yourself by yes. reading a certain book by a certain person. Mm, self-inflicted. I should not have done that, but yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. So uh, do tell us more about the author, the name of the book, and why. I, well, I don't think I can answer the why so much as I, I don't understand why this book is in print at all but okay the book is called the myth of male power by warren farrell aka the warren g of misogyny <laughs> okay <laughs> the reason i sort of stumbled upon this book is because i initially stumbled into um alpha podcast youtube which I had managed to avoid for a very long time. Alpha, and I... as in alpha males? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it <laughs> was not fun. That was painful. But, um, you know, as everyone knows, like, the, when you YouTube spiral, you just spiral. Mm, yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. it just goes from bad to worse to worse it's to worse. It's like uh, watching a plane crash or... Yeah, you can't look. I mean, you can't. You can, but like to a a certain to a certain point, it's almost like fun because you know, like watching a circus. Mm -hmm. uh, But then you get sad. Yeah, you. you, But you get sad very quickly, quicker Mm -hmm. than a circus. I feel. Because okay, the, so the podcasts were the podcasts, and somehow I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not very impressed. You know, in general, I don't yeah. really follow podcasts in that way. Uh, Except but, this one, obviously, mm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but from from the Alpha podcast, I sort of went over like commentary channels, and then interviews, and then TED speeches. Mm. Ted, I'm looking at you. What the fuck, my bro? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was just like this. It, it left me feeling a bit. <sighs> <laughs> I think depressed is the word. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I understand that, you know, there's this general disgruntled feeling that uh, the male population has in general. Right. But I mean, 
I don't understand why it has to be, you know, manifest in a in opposition to women. <laughs> I don't get this, and I didn't get it then. And I tried to, you know, like listen, but listen in a proactive way and see what they were, what was their inspiration for their argument, because clearly they had inspiration for their arguments. <clears throat> Sorry, isn't it the case that uh, it has to be the 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 sort of disgruntlement? Disgruntled has to be sort of directed downwards because obviously most guys uh, have someone else above them who is doing the oppressing of them as well. So it's sort of uh, unfortunately the first go-to mechanism to just shit on someone below you. First of all, I need to mention that most, if not all, of the men I've heard and watched are, you know, white cisgender men. Of course. Of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them obviously are right-wing affiliated. I'm guessing also most of them are either uh, American, Canadian, or maybe British. Yes. Let's just say... uh, Anglosphere. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. But not only, you'd be surprised. But I think I feel like that's an episode for a different time because I don't I don't have the bandwidth for like for, for international misogyny. I can't. <laughs> I mean, even if you feel like you have an issue and you have issues, obviously you feel you have issues mm-hmm. and you're trying to understand yourself, your situation, where you come from, you know, how things came about and you know, hopefully you look back in his back into history, right? But not and, in anger. I mean don't we all? <laughs> Anyhow. <but laughs> I mean, if you're looking for someone to blame or something to blame, I'm sure there is a way of doing that that has a conclusion that is proactive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it has a conclusion that is not, that doesn't goad you into more conflict, right? It doesn't... So systemic change, maybe? Yeah. Well, they also think it's systemic change, but systemic change is in women bad. Yes, but I just, I don't understand why women bad. I mean, listen, I understand their argument, but their arguments are not... Their arguments might be valid if you think of individual cases happening, you know, involving individual men and women and the way they've behaved. Yes, so it's it's very granular. It's very uh, micro. Right. They're not looking at the big pictures, or at least I don't feel like they're looking at the big picture. Yeah, well. Right. They they sort of think that they're whatever their personal experience or their Yes, it's generalized somehow. Experience. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're possibly there could be other men that have gone through something similar. Keyword similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that just means that if like two or more people have gone through something similar, that means it's a general yeah. thing. And I'm like, okay, but some of these people have, you know, accolades of sorts. Some of these people have PhDs. Some of these people are, you know, people from whom you'd expect to, you know, for some sort of analytical thinking to be happening. <laughs> you know, along the way. somehow, mm-hmm. you know, like you have the background to, you know, back up some of these things. Like, do you not understand what a systemic problem is? Or do you not know how to go about analyzing certain issues? I I, I mean, I don't know. To me, I think 
it's a much more basic thing that should sort of happen before you even try to come up with something that resembles, I don't know, a book, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> resembles yes. a book. Yes. Yeah. It's that, so you're hurting, right? Yeah. That's where... Mm-hmm. these things are coming from you're hurting or you feel like uh, the world is unjust and it most it, cer- is. it most certainly is and then i think that the moment your answer to that or your solution seems to veer into the direction that basically half of humanity is bad you should just sort of stop and maybe think. reconsider yeah yeah because i'm sorry <clears throat> like even if you think that, no, actually, I can come up with very logical arguments and the facts are on my side, even if you think that, you damn well know that changing that, because you're not just saying it because you want to get it out, right? Obviously. I mean, all, you, some, some are so-called blackpilled in the sense that they just want to say, oh, the world is unjust and it's not like I want to do anything about it because... Nothing can be done and I'm just here to, I don't know, vent. Most of them have a sort of uh, idea of or they propose things that should change in society in order for things to get better according to their ideas. And you know that those ideas are not popular with half of humanity or even um, quite a few men, you know, who are not completely out of their fucking brains. Uh, So you know that that's going to involve a measure of violence. So basically, the moment you start realizing that, oh, okay, so in order for the word to be righted, I have to do violence to 50% or more of humanity, you know, that's the moment when you should at least stop. You know, really think about what you're saying. Uh, this guy never proposes violence against women. <laughs> no, it's just... I mean, not outright, right? But I am sure that it's anyone... It's like voluntary, uh, uh, voluntary expulsion or things like that. <laughs> it, it sounds very much like that. <laughs> voluntary expulsion. <laughs> voluntary self-combustion, maybe. Yeah, no, he he's not. He, I don't think he has the capacity for self hate. Um, but <laughs> no, 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 voluntary self combustion for like the people he thinks uh, are doing the bad things. Oh, so women? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be in flames. I see. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, clearly his disdain for women is very obvious throughout the book. Like, it doesn't take mm-hmm. a genius to, you know. Um, Here we are, poisoning the well. (laughs) (laughs) Before we even say anything about the book. Yeah, so basically this guy, under the guise of being a feminist. An ex-feminist. Well, debatable. He says he's a feminist, but then then he disproves the theory every step of the way. But like, okay, but he just uses that as, you know, as bait for skeptics. So people will actually read... Mm-hmm. the thing and you know not hold it against him because oh no I'm a feminist oh. is this like the Milo Yiannopoulos <laughs> thing like oh I'm saying all these outrageous things the Yolo Minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is this one of those things where you use your whatever your identity or your uh, 
pertaining to a certain group as a oh but i'm not i couldn't possibly mean this yeah in a bad he, way. he does that yeah mm-hmm. he, he definitely does that yeah he's hiding behind something of a shield yeah the shield of feminism which clearly he doesn't appreciate at all Okay, so basically he introduces this idea of male disposability, right? And he takes this... He takes us down memory lane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does a historical. So this is like the sort of backbone of his uh, book. Yes, that men are somehow disposable and they don't actually have any power. It's just... Is this trying to use the sort of naturalistic argument that because many species, animal species, have (laughs) males as... Yes, they're basically... I thought you were going to say that men are from Mars (laughs) (laughs) Oh god damn it no. That's that's actually insulting now. <laughs> I know but it goes so well like it complements the, yeah. the book so well. Uh, but is this a sort of uh, because in many animal species uh, the the male are basically there for reproduction and then literally many of them just die. You know they penis inserted into thing and then that uh, or maybe the, I, 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 I don't think he argues examples. specifically on that possibly because he doesn't know about this mm-hmm. but this idea is definitely introduced as part of human history and you know how reproduction was basically the driving factor behind where we are today as a civilization it's because men were disposable in history and like ancient history that we are here because they have sacrificed themselves you know (laughs) after they raped some women whom had children (laughs) you know because apparently yeah okay never i'm not gonna get into the rape thing because he has he says so many things about rape and including comparing rape to like a man losing his job and wow. i just you know like he says certain things of course it's, none of them are backed up by actual you know of course s- no no i mean he does back it up with certain statistics but the statistics are not actually sourced yeah. from no, no, place. No, 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 it's no, very no. You don't want it's one of the, you know like you know the nixon graph that yeah. he did with the, yeah that it's, you it's something you like that you don't need nosy feminists looking up any sources I Absolutely not. Because what happens mostly with these sort of outrageous claims is if you look at the actual source, it almost never says what they say it does or they're just truncated it and uh, they've distorted the meaning. Exactly. Or the study specifies that, hey, the sample size or the conclusions that we've come to, they are very limited by the narrow confines of our own parameters. So... Like the the entire book is clearly so spiteful towards women in general. It's just, it's (laughs) so difficult to swallow it. I don't know. I, I I actually sat through it, you know, like a movie. Yeah. But I and, read it with my and, eyes. <laughs> and I, I, I know that as we were discussing this episode, then you sent me your notes. Uh, and I also had a look. I, I, I said, okay, well, let, let me just pick a random chapter because there's a lot to unpack. And I think yeah. it's, I think he's basically doing a gishgalop, but like in written form mm-hmm. because it's just he's just piling on. Bad takes upon bad takes. And it would basically take a whole 
podcast that would have like I don't know maybe 10 seasons mm-hmm. to just go through all the stuff and yeah. I think just prove end- it scientifically first yeah, of all and, I, and then- I think at the end of the day it's like no he will just keep on writing new books <laughs> he <laughs> or, has yes <laughs> exactly. oh by the way this book is I mean I'm guessing it's written sometime in the 80s because it was mm-hmm. published in the early 90s so I'm I suppose he spent some time writing it so yeah it is dated mm-hmm. in in that respect but the ideas are still used today oh, by yeah. our dear friends the alphas and our dear friends the you know I the... mean it's uh it's an honored tradition as we've seen because uh again like in the Otto Weininger episode these are the these are the uh, I de- damn it <laughs> <laughs> these ideas are not new uh, 19th century Weininger also didn't invent them either he would just yeah. compile them and again those ideas were used later yeah. on you yeah. know yeah so with uh, the Nazis <laughs> okay <laughs> Just putting that out there so people know. Yeah. Okay. But I, I did try to, to select the chapter and maybe have this as uh, a more structured conversation, but you can't really have it because... There is no structure. There's no structure Exactly. It. It's Yay. just basically <laughs> someone rambling, but in written form. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that maybe what we could do, since you've uh, been gracious enough, to uh, outline this idea of like male disposability as one mm-hmm. of the main points that go throughout the book. I think another uh, key point that uh, uh, we might need to speak about is his idea of stage one and stage two uh, societies. Yeah. So uh, apparently, I understand that he defines stage one marriages or relationships or societies, whatever he uses the terms interchangeably, uh, as the ones we've had for thousands of years, basically. And they were survival-focused affairs. Uh, After World War II, however, marriages increasingly turned to what he calls stage two, or self-fulfillment-focused relationships. Mm -hmm. So in stage one, most couples were role mates rather than soulmates Mm -hmm. with uh, women raising children men i don't know raising money (laughs) men being the breadwinners of course you know he was a hunter i was a gatherer that sort of thing And in uh, stage two relationships, couples uh, were increasingly focused on maybe finding a decent human being that you can. Yeah, so the idea of partnership, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's sort of this uh, once uh, the lower rungs of Maslow's pyramid had been achieved, then people started uh, thinking more about fulfillment in terms of... uh, The individual, yes. Yeah, which, okay, but also, just like many of the things he talks about, it's very simplistic and, of course, it's slanted towards whatever he's trying to say. Yes, because he he wrote the conclusion first, or he wrote his main idea first, and then, you know, he built the narrative so it fit his original idea yeah yeah i feel like like this sort of thing is like it's a theory he puts forth but like it's 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 just a general idea okay like the sort of idea you'd have you know hanging out with a friend and like smoking too much weed and like talking (laughs) shit basically (laughs) like it's not something that you want to put in a book and say yeah this is the thing this is our issue because don't get me wrong i do 
I actually do believe that men are suffering. I don't find their pain amusing or I don't, I'm not dismissing their issues at all. It's just when you use books like these and ideas like these as like center points for certain theories, you can't reach a conclusion that is a positive conclusion for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? So clearly it's already biased. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, you're not doing this in any sort of scientific way. You are not helping the situation, my guy. Okay? You're not helping anyone. And you are double not helping women because you're totally throwing them under the bus in this whole thing. And basically, you're doing the whole, okay, so we have group A that needs help. We have group B that needs help, right? So... And I'm not saying that, oh, it has to be a win-win situation. Because obviously, if the way things are arranged is untenable and if people are suffering, someone is going to, quote-unquote, lose. And that is usually the people who have disproportionate amount of power and influence and who have been at the origin of these bad rules or who maintain them, right? So they are... Yes, the perpetrators and the propagators of these issues. They are definitely going to feel this as taking Ganel, and they should. (laughs) But do they, though? Because they feel... I feel like they don't want to, you know? They don't really have to... They don't really want to talk about this and because of their privilege they don't really have to talk about yeah, this, and this in any serious way. and this is the of the situation where you don't attack the people who are actually doing the doing the bad. <laughs> and instead... <laughs> of course you're, not. You're just... You know, this is, again, what's happening in terms of poor people fighting am- among themselves. This is Parasite, no. <laughs> the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this is p- yeah, poor that people is... fighting among themselves. This is, yep. you know, men who are hurting fighting with women who are hurting because, I don't know, instead of actually addressing the problems. Yes, so... a problem which is highly faceted and which manifest differently at different levels and i feel like he does not touch on that at all in this book yeah and 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 actually i wanted to say and to also return to the whole white simplistic the way he Mm -hmm. portrays portrays stage one and stage two relationships is that what he does throughout the book uh, i've noticed is he just ignores he's not the only one at fault uh, regarding this but he totally omits any consideration about class of course like obviously. there's nothing it's like downtown abbey all the way yes it's, there's, there's all the yeah. theories are put forth but they're all related to aristocracy yeah. or like you know any information that we might have that has remained throughout history with us but it's only because it was the upper classes because like everyone else was just and and he disposable either he he just uh portrays things from the perspective or or the sort of situations that someone in you know upper uh the upper classes would face or he assigns ways of thinking and ways of acting of the upper classes to the lower classes, like you mentioned, the, the yeah. bring out your dad people <laughs> yeah. uh, during the Black Plague. And it's just idiotic. Uh, it's just, <laughs> See, it's very difficult yeah, to... Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's also, I mean, it's a very triggering book. <laughs> And I haven't even read all of it. It's just... Yeah, but like, for example, like a lot of these guys that I've listened to, Mm -hmm. you know, like they use this as like a starting point in the conversation. And I'm like, if you've read this book, 
as a man, mm-hmm. how are you not pissed off that it does not actually get to the crux of the issue, which is the systemic problem, okay, of patriarchy, right? Like, there's no... <laughs> but the crux of the issue for them is bitches be bad. But that's not the crux of the issue, the, okay? It is for them. <laughs> well, that's a problem. So, like, <laughs> that's for, first off. And second off, like, as a man, I would want my issues to actually be treated like a serious thing. If I don't get to the correct conclusion, right? So if I if I have I have I have an error in thinking or an error in my theory, I have the wrong conclusion. I will not be able to actually treat the problem. What do you mean, Adele? Well, everything everything would be perfect if bitches would behave. That's Listen, why, if, that's if why, you have... That's a, why, by that someone, logic, everyone in the past was actually happy. If a doctor misdiagnoses you, <laughs> right? Like, this is exactly... This is, like, this is the perfect analogy. If a doctor misdiagnoses you and treats a different issue, right? Or treats a, a mild symptom that you have. You don't, you don't want them to do that. You want them to treat the, the problem. Yes. Men never get sick. I don't know what you're saying. I mean, they, they, yeah, it's fine. Everyone they else... just die heroically, as we, as the author puts it. They are just sacrificed heroically for the good of the people. Of course, because women never sacrifice themselves for anything every day. It's not like they have this extra job, all these extra jobs that nobody pays attention to Come because on, women, labor. Women be no. selfish, we all know oh, that. Yeah, they're super <laughs> selfish. All the work that women do is not considered labor at all. Yeah, thanks. Okay. See, this is why I need chocolate in my life. I can't believe I gave up sugar. Shit. <laughs> okay, so trying to move on to a different, utterly demented point he makes. <laughs> Ah, uh, not even trying to to disguise. Uh, yes, how we're we just laughing because we're in pain. It's yes, okay. Yes, yes. So um, he he does bring up this thing again and again about male subservience to female beauty. <laughs> this is basically the Madame Pompadour argument, like. Yeah. Louis was horny. She was, <laughs> she was, you know. She was the object of that horniness and she got involved in court drama intrigue. So yeah. yeah. And then she died. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just I just want to like emphasize the fact that just because just because you are an object of desire for someone that does not mean that you actually have power over them. Because the Power that you have is not really power; it's an illusion of power. Should we should we just uh, outline to those who are uh, not particularly interested in anything uh, history related that the thing that happened at court uh, when uh, the king, the monarch, died was that the headmistress, whoever she was at the time, the favorite, the whatever you want to call her, oh boy. Uh, she yeah. would just be exiled from court. Most often, she would be forcefully sent to a convent. convent. Yeah, and uh, she would lose anything in terms of influence. I'm not sure if she was stripped of all the, because I, I I think that at least in terms of the French court, they did care for the bastards, you know, the illegitimate children that were fostered as a, mm-hmm. a result of the relationship. They didn't just become dirt poor. 
but obviously no matter how high flying you were as a uh, you you could only be high flying if uh the object that desired you as Mm -hmm. in the man was still alive and still had influence and or power so you know this is again just not wanting to admit to the very simple logic of how power operates and yes of course power can be shared you can distribute uh, bits and pieces of your uh, power to others because this all not only happened to whoever was the mistress of course but to like favorites in other ways so I don't know exactly what sort of power he mentions because he doesn't really you know he doesn't put like a geographical pinpoint into anything he doesn't really outline a culture <laughs> you know it's not really a study. It's just man has an opinion and he's building a sandcastle around his opinion. Oh, by the way, like as a as a side note, he doesn't really do debate. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I found online is just like either people who agree with him, of course, both men and women, because that's how the right uses women. But I'm not like other girls. Sure. Of course. (laughs) But there's never, I never find anything that is actually a debate on the issues. And he takes full control of any sort of production that people try to make around his points and his theories in this book. Like, he controls everything. If he doesn't want something to be, you know, up for debate, it's not going to be. And I feel like that's just so... It's like Apple, but with misogyny. Mm. <laughs> yeah kind of is this okay do i need to edit this out as well is it controversial? i mean yeah it's, this is you can edit out anything <laughs> you like you know it's fine this is just a voice i i don't really exist i'm not really a person you know it's i mean fine. we already uh established with david that women have no soul so absolutely auto said it so i i'm not i do believe do- auto Hashtag believe Odo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, someone had to, considering what we're looking at now. You know, Odo, Batai, Evola. Yeah, all those. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I don't know if I told you this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the scoop. Uh, I got a YouTube comment on the Odo episode. I just didn't know how to react. I'm not sure if it's trolling, but I... Oh boy, what? I think think they're not trolling. It's a comment going like, Oh, I'm so glad you helped me discover this wonderful guy called Otto. I will read more about him. What? So he does not, or she does, or they don't understand sarcasm? Probably not. Or I I don't know. I I really hope they're trolling. (laughs) Because that, that sort of... But really? it was pretty obvious in the episode. I don't, I don't feel it, like it could have I, been I, misconstrued I felt as something so else. so bad reading it because I was like, so this is in vain trying to discuss no, like this. No, like this is, is, this is normal. This is normal. Like, you know, people who have access to YouTube. This is, this is what it's like. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't, you can't expect the audience to be like, you know, fully with you on all yeah, points yeah, sure. or on everything. And you can expect that someone will misunderstand, especially if they're not very well versed in the subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go over the way you want it Although to. Although he literally, I quoted him saying <laughs> you just You just turned the there. baby Nazi. Oh, Congratulations, a, a baby alt-right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> Didi. Yeah, I know. Sometimes the doubts, the doubts come Fine. roaring back. It's okay. 
I think more people should have doubts. Yes, I think you should turn off your comments. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's one thing I think. You Zero should do. engagement. So the beauty, the power of beauty, the women with the beauty and the power and the listen. This guy discovered desirability politics and he didn't know what to do with it, <laughs> and he misinterpreted it and then blamed women for it because that's what you do. And you know he just went with the Kreutzer Sonata basically. That's what he did. But it doesn't even have a solution to all this. Like, men still be horny, right? Of course he doesn't have a solution to it. Because you can't have... Just find a solution. Yes, you can't have a solution to a problem that isn't an actual problem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know incels and you know like that part of Mm -hmm. i don't know the internet certainly has put forth some solutions yes and i feel like all uh, of them final yes but for everyone involved you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah bring back slavery bring back slavery of women of course sexual slavery women yeah okay that's that's what i want to hear in the 21st century totes i love this one so it says Part of women's anger at men comes from the belief that men made the rules and made them to oppress women and benefit men. Since most institutions are headed by men, when these institutions don't meet our needs, we tend to blame men. This is basically like slapping me in the face and at the same time telling me violence is not the answer, my dear. Um, I mean, I have no words in case yeah. you can't tell because you can see my face, but people won't be able yeah. to see my face. Yeah. But. So he basically, he's spelling it out, you know. Yeah, Most he's spelling is- out the fact that, yes, I understand that this is the issue, but I'm telling you this isn't the <laughs> issue. Yeah, because he's basically okay. like, oh, you're just being very emotional about this. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, sure, the, the, the institutions that are headed by men, the, they've made the rules to benefit them. You are pissed off because they don't work for you, so you blame men. But, like, it's circular. Yes, of course, you're just describing what happens. People protest against institutions or... Yeah leaders that do not represent or ignore their needs yeah he's just twisting this as if uh, oh see what i did here it's just like you are just uh, i don't know being mean towards your manager or something because i don't know you're having a bad day please you're on your period exactly (laughs) (laughs) you missed the point yeah okay (laughs) another gem (sighs) when we think of political bosses bribes and patronage we tend to think of male power male corruption the good old boys network male chauvinism and male dominance the unraveling of this process is associated with the unraveling of these symbols of male dominance however in stage one political bosses bribes and patronage were acceptable not because they served men, <laughs> uh, but because they served families, including women and children. The boss remained in power only as long as he created jobs to feed their families. He built his machine from the economic underclass, so these jobs fed the poor. The fact that they were jobs, not welfare, allowed the families respect. Right, so we're just, we're just going to gloss over the subservience of the family, but okay. There's, there's so much there. but it's, I know, uh, it's so much to unpack, like yeah. economically, politically, you know. It's uh, it's basically a sort of the bosses are job creators, are job creators argument, but like with an 
a historical twist to it. And okay, let's job creators. What job the creators. fuck is yes, a job I mean that's creator. that's the only reason why they kept being bosses because I they they provided a very important I don't know right who let them be bosses. Mm. I should not ask. The, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. We don't go there. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm gonna stop. I, I'm just I, not gonna. Okay, let's 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 try to to not completely be emotional and womanly. <laughs> don't go crazy. Don't be hysterical. Yes. So okay. I I I I was thinking maybe of. Uh, it's a bit of an insult to, to Tocqueville. <laughs> ah, okay. But I'm going to compare his uh, <laughs> attempt at an argument to what uh, Tocqueville is making in his book about the Ancien Regime mm-hmm. in France, because he also, as far as I understood it, you know, with my tiny woman brain at least, oh, please. he's making... <laughs> <laughs> he did a tiny but yes, according to Otto Weininger. <laughs> Yes. How dare you read a book? Yeah. You won't understand anything. No, You're a woman. Of not. Uh, so he he makes Tocqueville makes the argument that or in the build up to the French Revolution, basically the French nobility gained a really bad PR, uh, not because peasants and the middling sorts incoming bourgeois mm-hmm. uh, had a problem with them being upper class in principle, like they didn't have these ideas about democracy or about equality or about the whole you cannot have special privileges but rather that there was this social contract which the nobles were not fulfilling on their side because they were too busy after Louis XIV moving basically to Versailles and staying there Mm -hmm. full time in order to be within the monarch's graces. And so, in terms of what they did on the hacienda, <laughs> on their uh, domains, you know, they were not good feudal uh, landlords, basically. Yeah. Uh, they didn't care for the peasants and uh, the people living on their uh, domains. And so, that's why, basically, they eroded their legitimacy. And, I mean, okay, in terms of... I mean, everything you... is basically a peasant revolt, if you think about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean... Again, uh, like I said, we need to do a peasant revolt episode or one or two. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Bobulna, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of uh, sort of what you learn in politics, politics 101. Okay. Yeah, sure. Political legitimacy is given and maintained in theory by sort of proposing and delivering on a vision of the future. Right. And if you don't or if you then even fail to uh, deliver on very basic human needs, then, eh, you know, don't be surprised if you end up hanging upside down. I don't know. The guillotine. (laughs) Or the the guillotine. guillotine. Yeah. But um, to be honest, when it comes to this uh, sort of thing, a lot is also down to coercion or the threat of violence. And this is something that we don't really talk Talk that much about because it's scary. The truth be told, it's scary. And I'm not saying that uh, a regime based on purely uh, oppression and violence works in the long term, at least. But even a regime that is not fulfilling, uh, as I said, basic human needs can still live long and prosper for maybe in historical terms, it's not 
long, but in terms of human lives and it's long. It's long. It's a I lot. I mean, we have plenty of examples. Yeah, yeah, North Korea. Yes, uh, for instance. <laughs> That's and, just one. Yeah, just one. So I want to say that this idea that he also brings up in his book about protection, protection, and uh, he uses the fact that for most people, the word protection has obviously a positive connotation, right? Like you protect your baby, you protect vulnerable people. It's a very noble thing, right? Even though, you know, the Russian protectorate of (sighs) one finger or another. When you say protectorate, you can just like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. say goodbye, it's fine. Yeah, so uh, he does uh, harp on this uh, ability and duty to protect that uh, supposedly men of uh, various uh, classes and times uh, in history had. But that's not... I don't really... It's not, it's not, it's not that way. I'm sorry, dude, because... I mean, it's, it's leveled, I feel like. It's what? It's kind of on different levels. I mean, I don't feel like men on higher levels, for example, the aristocracy or whoever was in power, practice any sort of protection for the people themselves. They were protecting the... Other than them as a resource. Exactly. Right? They were protecting land. They were protecting their resources, including the human resources. But I don't feel like they were they were actually protecting, you know, people. <laughs> yeah, they okay. did not have some high-minded sense of duty. Right. That's but if you take thing. men or people in general mm-hmm. as individuals, yes, they have tendencies to protect other people that they care about, they love. You know, yeah. they are invested in them in an emotional sense. They're parents. Yeah, but this is not it. For most, mostly, as you said, in terms of protecting, you know, the peasants on your land, you mm-hmm. protected them because if... You... They worked your land, so you were directly invested <laughs> exactly. in protecting. I mean, they were your human resource. Okay. Th- th- this is this is why it's so <laughs> annoying when you're trying to put that whole job creators things onto different historical times because they were literally takers. Yeah, it's still they... a feudal system and you just put a different hat on yeah. it so 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 it was basically not even the whole thing that we have today like okay i'm the capitalist i create the framework in which mm-hmm. you have to pour in your labor and your hours and your bodies and your minds and then you know i skim off the best bits <laughs> and leave you with scraps no it was yeah you genuinely you were the farmer you were the whatever you were you had set up your business you had your thing and then he would be like okay nice place you have here <laughs> would be a shame if something were to happen to it <laughs> and just especially you know. if you don't give me like 90 percent of your profits yeah, yeah. so yeah. they were takers they were not job creators or shit like that <laughs> who were oh i i need to create i don't know some more economic activity for my peasants to thrive so it's just but like, do you like did he strike you that like the type who understands history in no, a concrete no, sense no no i mean i mean, I mean I mean, not in a theoretical sense, like concretely, when you read something, do you understand how that manifests in the daily lives of people? Do you understand how it works, like how it functions? Like, you know, that's what I'm saying about this is what this is why I told you that I would not recommend this book to certain people, Mm -hmm. like most people. I would not recommend it because if you read this and you are not 
used to thinking in an analytical way and understanding and judging things like you would not get why it's so dangerous i guess like how why it's so easy for people to be don't read this book if you're stupid is what i'm really saying <laughs> no it's so easy though for certain people to be radicalized by this book you know like this is <laughs> So on the topic of sacrifice and protection again, oh, right? Boy. Because this is the light motive of this whole uh, book. He says, a hero was basically a slave whose purpose was to serve and protect, again, the protection thing, to protect the community in general, women and children in particular. In exchange, heroes received the respect and love of those they protected, just as the appreciation we gave our mother's cooking kept her cooking and gave her an ego bribe to be a slave to her role in the kitchen. So statues and tales of glory are ego bribes for males to be slaves to their roles as heroes. Appreciation keeps the slave a slave. <laughs> Again, this is just a paragraph. Just one. Just one. Out just... of almost 300 pages, yeah. just saying. Do you want to I blow don't... up? Or am I allowed to blow up first? Please, please blow up. <laughs> <laughs> please blow up instead of me, please. please. Yeah, so sacrifice I... yourself, Diana, I... and blow up. I don't know. I appreciate uh, your sacrifice. Yes. <laughs> I will protect. <laughs> please protect. I, I attack you, protect. <laughs> So I don't know even where to <laughs> begin because, as you said, like caring for, as an individual specifically, mm -hmm. caring for people and even, you know, doing selfless, uh, self-sacrificing for them it's like it's something that people do and uh, gradually like not one person like yeah many people have done this actually our, sometimes against their will our scientific uh, the, the, the 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 way science is sort of making uh, progress in terms of understanding yeah. more about our world we discover that it's not just humans so it's not just something we discovered, oh, you know, let's, let's sacrifice and protect the weak and let's care for one another. This is not just a human thing. Like, this is sort of an evolutionary, one of the evolutionary things. Like, yes, we are also selfish and we want to sort of do everything in order to survive, but cooperation, cooperation is also yeah. beneficial for the larger group. We also do that. So, of course. And these are things that you can see across all ages and gender and cultures so it's also sort of weird how he tries to twist this idea of altruism as slavery like what like no man like when you choose to sacrifice things this is when it's altruism when you are forced into that's, that's when it's no longer yeah it's, it's very it's very basic i don't know why it, <sighs> And also, uh, we really need to talk about this uh, difference between the once, maybe, perhaps, possibly in a lifetime, big sacrifice that you might be asked to, to do versus the daily, eternal, very real, very concrete, definitely happening sacrifice that we generally associate with women or, you know, groups who are in any way 
uh, disadvantage because yeah sure is it true that many cultures have this pressure on men to sacrifice in, in terms of especially you know enrolling in the military when yeah. war comes mm-hmm. for instance so like these traditional gender roles yeah. in society other than but, the nuclear family I mean, type thing these are ideas like again the thing about for instance a ship goes down and women and children are first to go into the lifeboats and men and you know they need to be there and care for everyone to uh, get safe passage yeah these are ideas does it happen like that most of the time i don't think so i i think it's very highly dependent on a lot of things for instance the titanic like class differences I, I, I understand that, for instance, the, you know, the people in third class were told to, even when the ship had uh, been flooded, to just stay there and yes, not and come on board. Because... Those were all people, not just yeah. Uh, men. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know... This is what I was talking about, you know, like being... The issue being multifaceted and being on different levels. Like, it, mm-hmm. it intersects differently based on the level that you're focusing on. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just I just want to point out the fact you can insert this anyway. By the way, like he does not mention any BIPOC people in his stats, right? Mm-hmm. There's no mention of like you know sexual orientation, you know differences between gender and sex, nothing like that. Like there's no intersectionality. Does not touch on the issue. Does not touch on non non heteronormative issues. He does mention the Inca runners. Well, he does. He does mention homosexuality in 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 the sense in that in the weirdest sense possible. Uh, yeah, because it provided like free love without the burden of children and then it was outlawed because of that like yeah if if man got a taste of how good it's uh, to have sex without the women nagging them afterwards i guess yeah, they would, I don't know. It's just stupid. Like I don't. Yeah. And and by the way, even following his logic, who would be doing the banning? All of these issues, <laughs> <laughs> without exception. Okay, all of these issues have been invented, perpetrated, and propagated by dudes. How do I put this in a way that it makes sense? <laughs> I mean, okay. I think he would argue that if women were. He wouldn't argue this because... He wouldn't argue. He wouldn't talk he, to he a woman. He wouldn't talk to you first and foremost. <laughs> I but know. Like, no matter how you twist it, even if you're like, yes, but actually, you see, no, this is more about uh, people being in power who are mean, which I, I generally agree with that. I don't think that, oh, you know, put women in charge of everything and all the problems would just go away. No, obviously, there's a wider problem with the ways things are sort of uh, set in place. But even if you follow that very simplistic counter-argument, oh, yes, but women would do the same. But like, oh, so you mean it's not women running the show? Isn't that what you kept telling us? That it's actually not men running the show? Then who the fuck is running the show? Is it the Enbies? I know it's the Enbies. God damn you, Enbies! (laughs) I knew you were up to no good. No, it's the reptilians and the Illuminati who apparently have no sex or gender. They're like, you know, angels or some shit. Are we species now? Are we species now? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like I keep slipping into Romanian. I'm so pissed. It's, it's fine. fine. You know, it's actually part of the lore. 
<laughs> I don't know who's running the show, but definitely, definitely not men. No. Okay. No, it's all the so. women. The w- women bad. <laughs> <laughs> women bad need to be punished. But it's so interesting that this guy kind of, you know, like argues that, like, I mean, argues, says that feminists did such a great job, you know, going against traditional gender norms, yada, 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 yet I feel like he's enforcing every single <laughs> gender norm <laughs> with his argument. Like, you know, if you go further with each of his little flimsy arguments, like all of them reinforce traditional gender norms, like, you know, hail to the 50s or some shit, like. I, I think that despite Sequence. despite what, uh, you know, all the bitching and moaning in this mm. book, I think that basically these people do not want anything to change because they do realize, they, they, they do admit it to themselves that actually the status quo is favorable to them. And uh, I, I think maybe the reason why some of their, I don't know, prescriptions are also this goddamn horrible and stupid is also because they know that nobody's going to really well nobody's going to really oh god let's not jinx it um but uh they probably know they are unreasonable but it doesn't really matter because they don't want this discussion to lead anywhere really they just want to grift first and foremost and god damn it he has done a good job of that and uh yeah but but like but he's my okay. boy he's <laughs> a okay, dude but he, like he's know. okay this way the way the world is now he's fine he of has course a career he's fine he because he's privileged he, yeah like, it's fine for him and he doesn't really care about the i don't know the poor guy who actually has mental health issues and yeah is reading this book and then yeah. in 3 years time Between he's going to shoot up a at school amazon or... and stuff yeah. so okay. like obviously sure. he Great. doesn't so guys no he does not daddy does not care for you <laughs> just <laughs> He's the reason Daddy left. I kept referring to the the Inca runners and the <laughs> plague. Uh, it really, it really, it really hit. A... Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to read the the quote now. Okay. He says, during the bubonic plague in Europe, he says, 14th century. I did my reading on it. Men who carried the corpses were subject to catching the plague. Oh no, really. Wow. Poor peasant man. Oh, so class does exist, apparently. Uh-huh. Called Gavotti. Again, he's, he's done the reading, guys. He's done the reading. Watch the documentary. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these poor peasant men volunteered to do this. I mean, volunteered. I don't feel like Highly that's... Highly debatable Volunteer well. and poor and peasant, though they don't <laughs> go together in a sentence. It's, it's a very li- libertarian take. <laughs> like, you volunteer <laughs> to sign yes. this contract. So. Yeah. Because, I don't know, you could just choose to be rich instead, I guess. Totally, that's why I'm not rich, because I didn't <laughs> choose to be you rich. make choices, girl. Totally, yeah. <laughs> okay, so these poor peasant men volunteered to do this for the money it gave them. Many died, but their families were supported, you know, because the families didn't die, because if you catch they a disease... They probably died, and, it, it, and if the person doing this died, there's no guarantee that the money would go to any family member what year are we talking about this is in 1950s um so he continues on the surface it would appear that the gavotti corpse carriers had money and that the inca runners had physical strength and power 
but both knew they would be dying so their families could live. If these were rules made by men, what does it say about men that they made rules to sacrifice themselves for their families? What does it say about men? I'm doing this for you, honey. I'm, <laughs> you I'm go shuffling run. this these plague-ridden corpses for you. <laughs> <laughs> and for the, the children never for forget the children, the children. Yes. it for the family especially if the children are girls you know that's totally mm, why you do it yeah everyone was super happy to have girls so that they mm-hmm. could you know and this is why in countries where there was at one point uh, let's say one child policy there are no demographic imbalances between men and women for instance i love the sarcasm on that one <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there will be a commenter who's like oh yes actually that's true <laughs> <laughs> It's exhausting. I'm sorry. This is, this has been a most disjointed episode, but this has been a most disjointed year as well. And I yeah. I think that we're... it's only been three months, but it's yeah, okay. It's, it's been already... it's still 2020, right? Yeah, it's... yeah. <laughs> it feels like that. I, I think I think my my uh, my aim for this year is to just try to keep the ball rolling. <laughs> I mean, you could get two, and then they could be rolling against each other. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So do, do you do you remember those Chinese balls like the the ones oh, the that metal ones? Yeah, the the ones that had some sort of tingly lingly tingly lingly. <laughs> yeah, they had some sort of bell on the inside and they, they used to I remember them being What was the stress balls? Yeah. I don't know for some reason at some point for like five years all all grandparents had them in their house and I don't know it was like a trend. It was very mm-hmm. weird like, like anywhere the glass fish yeah, exactly. The, like they they put it like somewhere where everyone could see them, like you know, on top of the TV or something. Well, your your grandparents uh, kept their balls, uh, you know, <laughs> on display. <laughs> on display. Okay. What do I even say for how, for this outro? How do we conclude? How, how do, do we, we conclude? conclude? How do we even? I comment, like, like, subscribe, please. Yes, we Honestly. we we definitely need. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this we for you. We need an emotional support pour. We're doing this for <laughs> you. We've sacrificed to yes. protect you from the contents of this book. To protect. To protect. Please. Please pay attention. Please. Please. Stop reading shit. Please invest in good books. Please grow as people. Yes. Please. Okay, bye. <laughs>